We are back in live from the break. Ladies and gentlemen, hottest show in the streets. When you look at Alabama football news, notes, and information, I'll be yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, live in studios. Now, they're getting the chance to discuss one the Alabama football schedule, but also prior to that even, looking at the instant analysis from Alabama's first scrimmage, had some guys banged up. Uh, when you look at the likes of Joshua McMillan, hopefully it's not too serious with him. Went down with kind of a scary knee injury. Nick Saban said it was concerning, but once again, hopefully for McMillan, nothing too serious on his behalf. But as we're back in here, We've had a chance to feature a lot of big names on this show. Some former players, guys like Matt Cadell, guys like Bobby Humphrey, and even one Chris Rogers. We've even had Leonard Stevens, Coach L, of step-by-step performance training out of Birmingham, Alabama, somebody who is working with true freshman defensive lineman DJ Dale. But right now, we got a real superstar in the building right now. I mean, I am shocked. I am flat shocked when I found out we had this guy coming in here. I was so shocked, folks. I literally dropped my phone. It hits the ground. My iPhone cracked. So I'm walking around here with a cracked phone. But you know what? We'll just roll with it. But this is the face behind 95.7 Jams in Birmingham. This is the hottest comedian right now in the country, in my mind. Somebody that is really doing some great things in the Birmingham community. And also a guy that, not just an Alabama fan, but somebody of whom will make you laugh your face off when he puts up his videos on how Bama fans view certain games upon those games ending. We know him as Jermaine Funny Man Johnson. Funny Man, brother, you in the you are on the In My Own Words hotline. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. First of all, Steve, I need that intro or I need the audio of that so I can play it at every show as I come out on stage. That that was awesome right there. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, bro. Really appreciate having you in. Just some credentials here as we got Jermaine Funny Man Johnson uh, on the In My Own Words hotline. He was born in Opelika, Alabama, near the Auburn area, but not an Auburn fan. Just born in Opelika, Alabama. Grew up in Birmingham. Uh, once again, the face or one of the faces of 95.7 Jams in Birmingham. Somebody that's doing tremendous work in the Birmingham community. One of the hottest, in my opinion, the hottest comedian out there and a guy that is a diehard Crimson Tide fan. But the first question I want to ask you, funny man, is where did your, where did your enjoyment, your love affair, your fandom for Alabama football star. I know you didn't play football here at the university, but, you know, every fan, every consumer of this program has that story of, of at this moment, I became hooked on Tide football. What was that moment for you? No, I really don't remember becoming a fan, so I, I think it was just a lifetime thing that born into it when your mom is from Tuscaloosa and her entire side of the family is roll tide. I mean, your dad is roll tide, and I, I really don't remember not rooting for Alabama. I think it's, it's that Bama gene that we got. And I remember being in Opelika, surrounded by younger Auburn fans, and 
always going back and forth with him. You know, it was just always a thing from kindergarten on up. And uh, I, no, nah, I seriously just believe I've just been a Bama fan all my life. We got Jermaine, the funny man, Johnson on the line right now. If you're just tuning in to In My Own Words, I'm going to be honest with you, funny man. I'm going to be honest with you. A good po- a good portion of my family went to Auburn. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why we are still feeding that portion of my family, but good portion of my family went to Auburn. And um, I had some of those guys that were pulling me strong to go to AU. I mean, pulling me strong, but thank God for an older sister that recruited me to Alabama harder than what Nick Saber recruits these players. I mean, my sister bought me ties, outfits, uh, suits, shoes, everything possible, and was like, if you don't bring your butt over here, I don't know if I'm going to disclaim you or put you in some fire and let you burn. You better bring your butt over here. Oh, my dad got remarried, you know. Now I got a, a, a new stepmom and some great sisters, and they gone with the armor. So I, I understand, but, you know, that that's part of living in this state. You know, we can't avoid each other. You know, we're going to have to, you know, just share this space. I call it the world's worst roommate situation. That's really what it is. But, you know, the influence on, on each other is always there. It's a 300 65 day, 24 7 thing, you know, choosing Bama to Auburn. So I'm not surprised that you got family in there. So I share your thanks. We got Jermaine Funny Man Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, live on the In My Own Words hotline today. And uh, one of the things that I appreciate about your videos is uh, you take a lot of time crafting these things out. I mean, it's not just some fly by night and let's wing it. It appears as though you really go through a process of, I'm going to put this shirt on, I'm going to put this hat on, I'm going to sit in this chair, I'm going to have this particular scripture above the couch. Like you, you really go into some fine tooth combing detail of how you're going to put these videos together. So my question to you, in Saturdays or on Saturdays during football season, what goes into the mindset of Funny Man putting together a video of how Bama fans reflect and think about these games? When I'm, when I'm watching the game, uh, I never write a script for the video. It's usually just stuff that I'm thinking as I'm watching all of the games. So I, I make a little note and then I, you know, just say it into the camera. Um, but then when you know that it's millions of people watching every week, you know, me being a man of faith, I, I feel like it's my duty to put some positivity behind me or something that'll get people to, to, to think or to just be positive because we got so much uh, so much stuff going on in the world outside of football, you know, that affects all of us, you know, politically and otherwise, but you know, when they come to my videos, I just feel like it's my personal duty to just shed, shed some light on positivity and not let everything be negative. I don't, you know, try to go so hard on, on other teams and, you know, and I take heat for even supporting other teams sometimes. So, but that, 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 that's who I am. I got no problem with giving people respect uh, where it's due and then just being positive. And, and I think I get a lot of that energy back. So I'm going to keep it going. Folks, we got Jermaine Funny Man Johnson, the man, one of the faces behind 95.7 Jams in Birmingham, hottest comedian in the streets right now. And uh, we got him right here on the show. And uh, 
Funny man, I'm going to say this right here. This past season uh, was not the Alabama football that fans envisioned. Now, offensively, it was. It was an offensive fire show with Tua, with Jalen, with the receivers Alabama has, Judy, Ruggs, Smitty, Jalen Waddle. I mean, offensively, it was a fire show. Defensively, it was not what Alabama fans were accustomed to. You're accustomed to dominant football. You're accustomed to smacking guys in the mouth. You're accustomed to owning that particular side of the field. And whether it was guys not gelling together or the right defensive coordinator was not in place, whatever the case may be, Alabama football from a defensive perspective was not Alabama football. So to you, what did you sense last year in your mind that was the problem? You being a diehard, you being a consumer of this sport, what did you sense last year that was an issue? I think youth was a big part of it, especially uh, in the secondary. And then let's not forget we had a few key injuries, not like that year when we lost so many linebackers, but we did lose some uh, some key pieces, uh, some good leadership on the field. And But I think that youth uh, now this year is going to pay off, and I think you're going to see a veteran squad, and you're going to see a lot of the new freshmen get worked in there. So I'm looking forward to it. I never expect the guys to be perfect. You know, but it, 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 knowing that they're not going to be perfect on either side of the ball, it's always great to see how coaches and staff can put something together to still have us, you know, in the hunt for a national championship every year. We've literally been in the hunt, you know, regardless of all of our imperfections, we've still been in the hunt, and a lot of teams just can't say that. So I look forward to a veteran secondary this year who's really going to uh, make some noise in the country. Now, you can make your choice here, Funny Man, and we got Jermaine Funny Man Johnson on the In My Own Words hotline if you're just tuning in here. You got your choice of one offensive player and one defensive player. If you had a chance to pick one guy on offense and one guy on defense that you are saying, I'm looking forward to seeing this cat take the field, who would it be and why? Oh, man, on on defense, I'm looking forward to my man Raekwon. Uh, Dave is doing his thing. I think uh, I think it's his time to shine. Uh, he's coming from a, a legacy of guys who, uh, you know, who just held it down and been beast uh, that last year at Bama, and then it translated well to the pros. So I think I definitely think it's his time to shine. He's a good guy, but he's a tenacious competitor on the field. So I'm gonna uh, that that's my guy to watch. And shout out to the homie. That's the homie in real life. So uh, definitely uh, Raekwon. And then on the offensive side, man, I'm looking forward to Mac Jones. Uh, I know who gets a lot of the credit, and as they should, but if people have been silently watching Mac just put in the work uh, back and forth and not having an ego, uh, because let's be real, in the past five years, we had a lot of guys that came in highly rated at their quarterback position, and they didn't get the time that they felt they should have, and then they left the program. Mac has been just silently sitting behind some family legends and Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts, and and he just kept putting in the work, hasn't complained, and now I think people are starting to realize like your second guy up is important, you know, for so many reasons because everybody's going. I know the, the every coach in the country has probably spent the off season preparing for Tua. 
and an offense and two is preparing to go back at them. But, you know, I think they're sleeping on, on Mac Jones. You are probably one of few people that share that same sentiment that I do. When I look at Mac Jones and I got a chance to be with his family on a number of, of a couple of occasions, great family that he comes from, but people fail to realize when you don't get adequate reps on the field, you're not going to be as prepared as you should be. And uh, as good as Mac Jones can be, the last two years he was hitting behind Jalen Hurts to a Tonga Valoa. And Nick Saban mentioned on a number of different accounts, we went away from Mac Jones after the spring of both 2017 and 2018. We went away from Mac Jones. And you cannot expect for somebody to just come off the bench after you've gone away from him in practice and he's not getting those meaningful reps to immediately go out there and be a superstar. The ball don't bounce that way. You got to have that consistent chemistry with your teammates, especially that number one group. So Mac 10 has been heating up fall camp. He's been doing a phenomenal job. But the one thing I'm excited about, funny man, for this team, we got some grown men coaches back. We don't got no babies. We got some grown boss men coaches. I mean, last year we had the baby-faced recruiters that, you know, Nick Saban kind of thought about the 2018 class didn't finish in the top three or number one or whatever, and everybody was negatively recruiting against Saban. But I feel like Nick had a moment to sit down and think, look, Alabama football is going to sell itself. People are going to buy hats, they're going to buy jerseys, they're going to buy t-shirts, they're going to buy shoes. The paraphernalia is still going to sell. At my other job, I saw a woman rocking some Alabama gold hoop earrings just the other day. So the program is going to sell regardless. It's about getting these coaches in here that know the game, that know the grind, understand what it means to win and Saban's got these guys in, in particular boy am I excited to see Sal Sanceri back absolutely absolutely and uh and he brought Vinny with him right he oh he brought the whole family Vinny's back even Tino got in the car even Tino got in the car <laughs> so yeah you are absolutely right when you're talking about coaches but Let's not forget, this is a big opportunity for coaches also. And I think some of we've had a few coaches, won't say any names, but I feel like one or two that have come along have kind of exploited because, you know, once you once you coach under saving, everybody's going to want to come get you. You become like a blue chip coach and recruit. And that's how it should be. You know, I, I love that. I love that people get opportunities, but... We need coaches that are in it for the long haul, that don't stop until their job at Bama is finished. You know, come do what you're paid to do and then go enjoy your success. You know, don't bail on us, you know, in the in the, in the playoffs or after the Iron Bowl because we, you know, we have expectations in Tuscaloosa. And, yeah, but I think these guys here, I think they're, they're, they're veterans. Uh, I'm happy to see our office quarter coordinator back, man. I think Sarkeesian, uh, I think he had some unfinished business at Alabama. It's good to see him back. Uh, I love the relationship that him and Coach have, and for Coach Saban to bring him back lets me know that there is some trust and some good relationship there, and I, th- I always think everybody does it better that second time around. So, I'm looking forward to uh, to, to, to seeing what he's going to bring to the table uh, with this, this plethora of weapons 
as much as I'm excited to see Sark back, and I am, everybody deserves a second chance. Sark's been through a lot in his life, and this is a opportunity for a rebirth for him. But funny man, the coach I'm excited about, Pete Golding. That's the one. That's the one I am highly excited about. And there's a lot of there are a lot of Bama fans that aren't seeing the puzzle piece that being Nick Saban. The guys that mentored Nick Saban, those two guys being Don James and Bill Belichick, not just defensive guys, but defensive back-minded guys. And they trained Nick Saban in that same culture, being a defensive back mind. Then Nick Saban, the best two coordinators that he has had at Alabama, that being the likes of Kirby Smart and Jeremy Pruitt, defensive back mindset. So now you bring in Pete Golding, who played defensive back in college. He was a safety at Delta State from 2000 to 2005. A lot of people don't get that. And he has nine years of experience running defenses, calling defenses, and and, uh, being a defensive backs coach prior to Alabama, as opposed to Tosh Lapoy. Let's call a spade a spade. The brother wasn't ready. He came in as a defensive line coach, as a recruiting intern. Yes, he got promoted to on-field guy, but when you are wet behind the ears trying to run a defense at the most at the most elite premier program in college football, and you have no prior experience, good luck handling that beast. Tosh Lapoy wasn't ready for it. Well, I won't be so hard on Coach uh, Lafoy. I think, number one, when I look at coaches on our staff, I I go by the number one coach, Coach Saban. And if he sees something in you or he sees potential in you, then I have to start right there. So I think that he did something behind the scene that earned uh, coaches' respect that uh, that got him to that. And I also think that Coach was – was willing to take a gamble on him because of what he showed behind closed doors. Uh, absolutely, was he, you know, lacking experience? Absolutely. It's not a secret. But when your lack of experience can still get you, uh, you know, one of the top 15 defenses in the country and get you to a national championship game, you know, let's just say you got some good on-the-job training, and I think he'll be better you know, moving, uh, you know, forward. Uh, as far as our new coach, uh, on defense, man, you're talking about pedigree. This this is the type of pedigree that you love. And he already had a stack resume to get him the job as defensive coordinator. Now with this on his resume, that automatically makes him one of the hottest, most sought-after coaches in the country, which is, again, tough for Nick Saban because, you know, it's only a year or two before he's going to have to replace this guy. But, uh, man, I, I'm so looking forward to him just getting his hands and, and putting his mentality on these young defensive guys that I talked about earlier. I think it's going to be a, a great product to see on the field. I think it's going to be a nasty, just gritty, grimy defense that we're used to seeing, and I'm, and I'm ready for it. As we tidy this and wrap this on down here, we got Jermaine Funny Man Johnson on the show. Very happy to have him on the In My Own Words Hotline. Funny Man, what what do what, what's your process in terms of just comedy in general? I always would have liked to be a stand-up comedian. Unfortunately, that was not my calling. I'm not gonna sit there and say I can change that because I cannot. But in your mind, for you, 
What goes through your process of every night, finding the right jokes, putting the right material together, and just giving your fans a show that has them think, I got to come back? It's tied in the football, man. It's the process all over again. You know, we have to study film ourselves. Uh, our jokes are the plays, and you want to run the right plays when you're, you know, when you're on there. You got to deal with some with some large crowds, just like a game. So preparation is always key. And, uh, you know, you, you got to get in the gym, which we call the open mic. You got to get in. You got to work out. You got to try the new stuff, see what works, see what doesn't work, what needs to be tweaked. And you got to be fearless. You know, when it's game time, when that when that ball is snapped or when you got those two feet in front of the microphone, you got to be fearless. You got to have confidence and uh Funny man, Jermaine, funny man Johnson, trying to be the best at the comedy craft every day, and you are well on your way, my man, to becoming one of the legendary comedians of our time. Any last final remarks from you, my man? Uh, Just to the fan base, man, let's enjoy it this year. I know we didn't end off on a great note last year, but what better reason to come back harder? You know, I think the expectation that we have for the guys, we need to have as fans. If we want the guys to be more, you know, more passionate and and just go on this revenge tour, then that's what we got to do. We got to be more passionate. We got to be louder than we ever been. We got to buy more tickets than we ever bought. We got to, everybody got to step it up, you know, and that, but that's what a championship culture is about. It's not just on the guys. As fans, we gotta put in the work. I gotta, I gotta, you know, set my game up on the videos. I gotta do everything. So it's all on everybody. I think everybody contributes to the culture. So let's contribute. Let's uh, let's be positive in the meantime. Let's love on each other and let's enjoy some Alabama football like we always do. Jermaine Funny Man Commander Johnson giving us the uh, the tools to be fans of the Crimson Tide. Got to get with it or get lost. But so excited to have Funny Man joining me live here on the In My Words Hotline Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We're going to go to a break here right now. But, folks, don't touch that down. Just getting the thing started. Uh, as always, you download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Because you are the smart fan, don't let nobody outwork you in being the best Crimson Tide fan out there. You get this app via the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you just so happen to have the Android phone. The podcast options, you know exactly where those are. They're at the bottom of the screen. Check them out. You subscribe to TDAlabamaMag.com to stay in the know. And you follow us. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, the site that's got over 1 million video views and over 5,000 subscribers strong thanks to you great people. When we come back from the break, though, I touch on Steve Sarkeesian and why I am so happy to have him back, and you should be too. Don't touch that down, folks. We're coming back in my own words.